Hello, and welcome to Tell the Damn Story. I am Chris Ryan, an award-winning hybrid author, teacher, multi-platform creative, and former award-winning journalist. Also on the mic is Kids Comic Con and Color of Comics exhibition founder, Alex Simmons. Simmons, 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 Simmons. <laughs> an award winner since 1996, including an Inkpot Award from the San Diego Comic Con and three Glyph Awards from the East Coast Black Age of Comics Con. He has written Sherlock Holmes, Tarzan, Batman, Superman, and Scooby-Doo, among so much more, and is the creator of the legendary African-American soldier of fortune, Aaron Blackjack Day, whose 1930s adventures comment on today's social problems. On Tell the Damn Story, we celebrate the trials and tribulations, the challenges and joys of creativity, and hopefully along the way, help you decide how you want to tell your own damn story. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk to Juan Espinoza and his Bearded Man comics. And we're going to talk to his interesting journey uh, from a um, systems analyst and IT guy to uh, the creator uh, and writer of Adventures of a System Admin, one of the more unique and original comic books to come out in the last, I'd say, decade. And with us is his artist, or the artist for the comic book, El Santa Adrian Santalisis Iglesias, and his wife, Candela Grazuti. I hope I did that right. I was practicing. <laughs> um, so I'd like to talk, um, first, uh, let's find out where everybody's from, right? So Juan, where's your base of operations? So... Uh... Greetings. I am from the Dominican Republic, but I live in the Bronx. All right. That's a beautiful place to live. And El Santa, where is your base of operations? Uh, we live in Barcelona, from Argentina, but now uh, we are living in Spain. There we are. Truly an international project. Fantastic. Okay, so I'm going to go to uh, kind of each of uh, each of your secret origins, if you if you will, uh, <laughs> if you allow me to, uh, Juan, as I understand it, you are working at Bronx Community College as a system as admin, uh, which is working with computers, and you began to attend uh, the legendary Alex Simmons's Kids Comic Con, which is uh, um, which takes place on the campus of Bronx Community College. And you even bought a copy of Alex's The Art of Making Comics. What effect did these experiences have on you, sir? Oh, it has been, that, that was, it all started there, right? So after I read that book, it's where I created my first comic book. That is amazing. Now, it's, it's really, it's not every day. When somebody reads one work, and I understand, I understand, it's Alex Simmons's work. So, oh, there's a lot there, right? But you know, it, I'm it, here. You know, I'm yeah. hearing all this. Right? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Was that? A, oh, sorry, Alex Simmons. Um, it's not every day, Juan, that uh, someone reads a book like that and says, "I'm going to launch a comic book company." How did we make the leap, or how did you make the leap? So the the book was so easy to follow. Mm -hmm. And the, 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 the steps were so simple 
that you you just have to like get a pen and a paper and follow those simple steps and start creating. So and as soon as I saw the art of making comics available right now at Amazon.com and probably many other places. <laughs> so as, so as, as soon as I the steps, um, how soon before you started feeling like, you know what, I think I can do this? Well, actually, I just went through right away, but I was not expecting to keep creating afterwards. So I just created a, a small little comic because I wanted to create it, right? Not to sell it, not to keep going afterwards. But after I created the first one and I saw people like kind of like it because it was different, then I said, oh, so I got to keep going. So that's why, that's how we all. And, and that was the was Adventures of a System Admin? Yeah. Was that your first comic? Yes. yes. So, uh, as we all know, you know, when you write a comic, that, that's just the beginning of the job, right? Okay. You need a, an illustrator to match the imagination and might of the writer. How did you come upon or meet El Santa? Adrian Santalisis Iglesias. I'm going to say that name a lot. I love it. <laughs> uh, how did you meet him? How did this work out? Uh, so, France, he's in Spain. How did this work out? So Twitter. So the, the simple answer was Twitter, but this is how it happened. So I follow a lot of security um, people, like security researcher, uh, like information security researcher. Mm -hmm. So one of them is part of one of the stories that Santa created a while ago, right? So oh. he retweeted that story and I saw it and I started following. And then I follow Hacker Street, which is the, the I guess, the company that, that Santa used to work with or work now. And I started following and then I, I decided, like, let me ask them how, how much it will be to create like a cover of myself. So that's how we always started with Santa. Like, I just wanted like a, a cover of myself to see how it looks. So I commissioned them. He, they did it great. And that was the, the, the cover of the first issue, actually. That's fantastic. Just about, yeah. Now, one question before I switch over to, uh, you know, we're going to switch scenes as we do in comic books mm -hmm. for a moment. But before that, did you read comics growing up? <laughs> Not that much. This is the thing. Until recently, I noticed that I read comics. But it was like a it's called Condorito. It's like an old ch Chilean uh, like comic book, but for me, that was not comic. It was okay. just like a regular book, cartoon stuff, and I had a bunch of that that my mom used to buy. And then, like recently, like two years ago, I'm like, they asked me this question, like, what was your first comic book that you read? I'm like, I don't... And then I say, but this is a comic book. So I read that like when I was like five six years so i kind of read those but not like the mainstream marvel it was i started reading marvel maybe like 2016 like after the comic kids comic con basically yeah. so it's all our fault right yeah <laughs> i can tell it's you never too late to start ladies and never too late to start all right so uh we're going to switch scenes and do the power of technology we're going to leap from the Bronx over to Spain. Alessandra, um, <laughs> uh, can you give us a little background, sir, on how you first started drawing? Where did it come from? 
He studied art uh, at the uh, University of Buenos Aires. Yeah. So, so that was formal training. That was formal training at the university. Um, but did he did he draw as a as a child? When did he start finding that? Uh, he used to be a huge fan of, of him, so he, he used to draw He-Man. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, He-Man! So He-Man! Okay. Oh! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when he was a kid, he, he used to draw it, so he started there. Cool. Masters cool. so, of the Universe! <laughs> and then... And then we go from the master of the universe to the master of the university. Um, that's a terrible joke. I apologize. <laughs> so um, did you, what particularly did you study in university? Did you study comic book art or fine art or what were we, what was your master? Uh, what was your major? Licenciatura. Uh, yeah, he, he, he has a degree. Uh, yeah, fine arts, but with specialization on. Uh, he made his thesis uh, a comic book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he already knew that he he wanted to be a mm -hmm. comic. So, how much comic book work did you do before um, Juan started tweeting you or DMing you, following you? following you yeah he's been working for hacker street for five years when yeah. when start to work with excellent can excellent. i can i ask a question here um what kind of comic art were you doing for hacker street or even before them was it um, things like wand stories, or were there fantastic characters like super powered or fantasy? Hey, man. Nunca hice de superhéroes. Siempre fueron historietas de aventura o historietas de hackers. So he, he never did superhero stories. He always did like. Uh, like uh, similar to Juan's story, uh, like Hacker Street, that, that was a comic about hackers, real mm -hmm. hackers. Mm -hmm. um, for that, he made uh, a lot of like, uh, like adventures, yeah, adventures. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. the, the gender would be fan fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. fantasy. Fantasy. Ah, okay. Thank you. Um, I want to talk about the book for a couple of minutes. Uh, your funding for this book has been kind of interesting. You know, uh, you've done, I don't know, how did you finance the first book or two? Was it always uh, or did you, uh, was it always crowdsourcing or? Did no, that... Out of pocket. Out of pocket. That's got yeah. 
amazing. That's, that's, a, that's a huge leap of faith. Um, what what led you to say, you know what, I'm going to invest in myself? Um, just looking around and seeing that there were no much of those type of stories. Mm -hmm. And like I was talking with people and they kind of were interested in, in that stories. So I say, you know what, let me just try it. If it doesn't work, at least I try it. It's not like, oh, I wish I could have done it or whatever. So I try it, and so far, so good. Yeah. Now, do you, uh, do you think there's a, I want to get to the comic itself, but before mm -hmm. I do that, do you think there's a lesson in there for young people, uh, you know, to follow your heart and follow your instincts, you know, to, to not regret giving yourself a chance, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like, it, I think we got to stop just saying, like, I wish I can try. I want to, or I want to do this and I want to do that and just try it. Because if you don't try, you will never know what will be the outcome. This, this experience with comics, for me, is like, it changed my life. I, 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 I met so many people and, and it's so wonderful. The community is great. Working with Santa and Canada, it, it's been great. It's like, I, I haven't seen them face to face, but I feel like they're family already. That's so, good. Yeah, yeah. Can I, can I just, um, uh, Maureen, uh, who's hiding behind the logo there, uh, actually located some images of, um, of Kanda and, and uh, Chris, say the names for me, because I didn't lock them in. Or I will say El Santa, Adrian Salisis Iglesias, and his wife, uh, Candela Grezuti. And, and Candela, you do the coloring, is that correct? Yeah, so she's a colorist. So wow. he's an illustrator, uh, pencils and inks, and you're the colorist. And is it all digital? Yes, all digital. Well, I mean, forget all these guys. Let's interview Candela. Candela, <laughs> the colorist, talk to us about your secret origin. How did this, how did you get to become a colorist? So I study cinema, nothing mm -hmm. to but <laughs> uh, I always like painting. And um, actually, I meet Santa doing uh, what would be the course uh, of comic illustration, and I start to work with him like immediately. Mm -hmm. <laughs> First, he he helped me with uh, an animation that I was doing because uh, I do mostly like uh, video edition and animation and. I we start to work together and then I start to to help him with with his work and finally I I start working yeah and I I really like the color because I don't know it, it I was in a certain way prepared for that because of cinema you know like you know use the color to create certain certain emotions and, yes. and did learn technique like the digital technique it was pretty easy for me mm -hmm. I, I, and it. and that leads me into what i want to talk about as far as the comic book is concerned again the name of the comic book is adventures of assistant system admin 
and it is a department of um, computer uh, professionals who take care of um, any kind of computer problems that show up from my printer is not printing to hackers and, and, and all that. And what, what strikes me as so wonderful and or, uh, uh, original is that there is no capes, there's no superpowers, no one's going pow or flying through the air. And yet there's a compelling narrative and there's a great visual drive throughout every issue. Um, you know, it's, it's funny, um, yet every once in a while you get, um, something will creep up on you, you know, like your ethnocentrism. So I'm reading the issues and I'm thinking, wow, this really has a great New York feel. And then I do some research and I say, wait a second. <laughs> you know, you're, paint, you know, you're uh, drawing and, and coloring from Spain. And I went back and looked at all the issues and you, there's nothing ever identified as location. So this is a very, this office could be anywhere. Was that a conscious choice on your part? Um, is it something you and Juan spoke about? No, porque nos, nosotros nos basamos en, en lo que nos da como, como referencia. Eh, y a partir de ahí nos da mucha libertad para... para That's crear. what I would have said. And made a, make like a, a really extensive work of sending us references is really on the detail. So I think that is that is merit of fun <laughs> because like all the details and all the things that he wants that is really cool because it, it is pretty cool to work with with a person that knows exactly what he wants so but he also santa was saying that he also gives us a, a lot of freedom and, and send us like the references and but let us create the other part you know like maybe in an office you don't you don't need to have like a lot of reference when when it comes to like his neighborhood uh, and uh, uh, certain parts, he sent us, yeah, all the pictures and all the details. We're going to jump back to Juan for a minute to see what, what his uh, perspective sure. on this is. Juan, um, so you you did send them references for, uh, so would you say this is a um, story that is based in the Bronx, based in New York City, based in a city uh how do how do you think of it so yeah i think uh, i have a base in new york city just because of the of the colorful that is like we have everything like here we have all nationalities and, and that's what we are trying to put in in the book as well we're trying to put everybody in there so but i when i when i send um pictures to santa i send it just for him, so so he doesn't have to overthink or waste time trying to like if he has an idea obviously he can put it in there but i just want to give it as much as i can so he doesn't have to go crazy looking for all this stuff so that's right. basically it yeah that's why so, i like to send them some so how detailed are your scripts yeah i think i also in the script i also put like let's say panel one i describe like this person is yeah i put details like how specific they are 
But sometimes Santa's find some ways to like put it a little better. Yeah. So that he the angle and other stuff. So, but I put a lot of I, I try to do it less and less now because Santa knows me and I know Santa's already. So, but yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a good example of of good collaboration and partnership and working with people that you grow to trust once you get to know their skill level and the fact that you listen to each other and you will take some sort of guidance from each other and then you start to realize oh we can give and take and that's that's good and i also like what you said about trying to be more inclusive um in terms of the flavor of the stories and the characters uh trying to put more people in there um i'm just curious is is was that always on your mind or has that been some, has that is that something that came up as you've been working on the series actually it was always on my mind that's why i also created it because one the the agenda of the book like uh, it was not out there like i couldn't find anything about technology like this and the other thing is like latinos even uh like women like right now in my latest one i have a kid like a like a girl that she's also a hacker mm -hmm. so i trying to put all those like because we we need all those, all those uh, uh, reference for, so people can relate to it because they, they, it happens. That's why this is a, like a slide of life because this happens all the time, but people don't like put it out there in comics. Mm. So that's why, yeah. Well, there's, um, there's that, that um, phrase that uh, has come up in the last few years, you know, especially once Black Panther hit the movies and that kind of stuff. Um, Alex and I have had discussions on um, our podcast, Tell the Damn Story, about the richness of seeing yourself on the page or seeing yourself, being able to see yourself on screen, you know, and that that wasn't always the case for everybody. But the situation, comic book by comic book, movie by movie show by show is is moving in a direction that is better than it was before not great yet you know but better than it was before uh it is very clear in your work and, and uh, el santa's work and candela's work we're not going to figure anybody yet <laughs> that uh you're you're going through a lens of multicultural experience um juan you wrote them uh, Santa and uh, Candela, I want to talk to you about the cinematic feel of these comics. Um, there's a um, there's a through line with the action, of course, because of the story, but visually, there's a casual dynamic where you know if a couple of people are talking about a computer pro a problem that is going to drive the uh, drama of the issue. It's not static talking heads. You have a way of creating a flow through the page that brings us along subtly and forces us, you know, really we want to go to that next page without a kapow or this or that. And it's it's beautiful to behold. So, would you two of you talk about your what seems to be a little bit of a cinematic approach to your uh, comic book um, uh, page design? 
Bueno, nosotros somos cinematográficos y vemos la historieta como, como una serie y pensamos en los de cámara también, mm. como para no repetir los planos y esas cosas. Sí. Yeah, we are cinema people. I mean, Santa, I think that Santa, he's all, always seen films while he's working. His tablet and be, behind he has always a movie, uh, uh, like a old horror or science fiction movie <laughs> of uh, the Hammer yeah. and uh, uh, um, yeah, all movies about vampires and also Star Trek. Uh, so uh, I think that the combination of us, I mean. Uh, we, we start to, to talk about cinema a lot when, when we met. And I think that w when we started to work to, together, uh, it was like natural. That we, we see the comics, he was saying, like he, we see the, the comics as a series, you know, like a TV series. Yeah. And, so, and I think that makes this so interesting because you you can see the the, the struggle of, of the character you know and mm -hmm. that he wants to create his own path and he he wants to he lives and in, 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 in his I, I i think and that is also like a background story so you can relate character Either if you are interested uh, on IT or not, mm -hmm. you know, it's like he, he knows he wants to follow his dream. So, so I think that you, you have like that human part, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I think sometimes that when he draws, he always think like uh, more or like a direct director, you know, like he, he's always thinking about that. And when I when I make for me it's the same because I, I used to be a director. So so I'm I'm really used to imagine like an emotion or or, or like um yeah what I want to to create with, with that color. Well and, and there's I want to make a comment for both of you, and then I want to go to, we're going to apply it to people who are watching. But the, one of the things I notice about the art is that you give characters a moment. There'll be a panel where you allow a, a character to think, to ponder, to react to someone. And those are, those are cinema or television beats that you don't always see in comics. And then uh, color-wise, there, there will be... Um, a subtle color change as either the danger of the hacker or the truth of the moment or the, you know, so whether it's I'm hoping for a date or whatever the moment beat is of the moment. And, and um, it's those little things that I think help uh, on your end to bring this comic to life. This is, you know, if, if you're a superhero fan, and you hear about the adventures of a system admin, it's a hard sell. Um, but if you see it, you get sucked right in and it's the writing, 
the art and, and the colors that, that bring you in the same way if you're flipping through the TV and all of a sudden you find that you've been watching something for a half an hour because it brings you in. So um, is that something that you consciously do to build in those moments and those moods to bring this, to elevate this comic? Los, los momentos y diferenciar los, los diferentes momentos anímicos de cada personaje y cada, cada situación a través del color. Saying that, that yes, is when, when he wrote, uh, draw the, the comics, he's always, yeah, choosing how to, to lead the, the reader, right? And, and create that moment of uh, emotion and, 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 and lead the reader to the different uh, states, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also with the color, right? Yes. Gente, gente real, it's más fácil eh, darles expresiones eh, muy claras, muy... Eh, no, no tienen esa cara de superhéroe. Uh, this is really cool. Uh, he's saying that as they are real people you can it, it's easier to give them uh real expressions because yeah. not like the usually superheroes that they are like all so i mean basically the same faces we see this <laughs> so you, you can see this real person with this real expression and for him it's easier to to make him make it like realistic or it's it's that confirmation of life what i see in this comic through the art through the color through the stories is you know you can do this we can be real and matter you know um what can you say to young people young men whatever uh um young women, anyone who's listening to this, um, who may quietly, you know, quietly have that urge to create, but ha have not yet granted themselves the permission, right? We have to kind of give, say to ourselves, we can do this. What would you say to them to encourage them? Bueno, lo que nos mostró Juan es que la cultura no necesariamente tiene que estar o en el espacio o una batalla en lo que sea, la aventura puede ser en el, en el cada día es una aventura y esto con lo, a través de sus historias y a través de su experiencia personal. He's saying that that every day can be an adventure, so for him it's important to say that because. Uh, Ah, not only in the story, but also in his experience, you know, because he he's making mostly yeah the, the same that the character, you know, uh, he's creating and and he's he's letting himself to experience what will will be to to follow a dream, and, and that is pretty important for us. It was like that too. You can do it. You just have to work a lot. <laughs> but everything, everything is work hard. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, uh, um, Chris, I'm sorry. Going back to that, you mentioned something about 
how to like uh, how you will uh, help or try to advise people that have that in their back and but i timid right so i, I just have my give themselves permission yet yeah yeah so i have my my niece my niece she's 13 years old so she draws i think she draws very very nice right but we have asked her like oh do you want to show more your stuff do you can you, you want to put it out there like even in instagram so people can see your stuff but she's like afraid to put it out there we we are not 100 sure if she's afraid because she don't want to like let people down or because maybe she's not good enough or sometimes she always says like oh, they might take my my like my style they might copy and, and she feels bad in that terms but I, what, what i told her is like you have to put yourself out there and even if they copy it that's fine everybody copies but then you create something else you create something better after that uh, they might copy it again but you keep doing it right it's i mean it it's still going to be a copy it's not going to be her i mean the thing about an artist is that you know you put so much of yourself in there you know no one can write adventures of a system admin like you no one can draw it like uh santa and no one is going to color it exactly the same as candela you know everyone's going to put right if we go back to the old comic books jack kirby looked very different than gene colon which looked very different from neil adams everyone has their own personality and, and that you, you're contributing to the greater conversation and and what i'd love to you know to talk about is you know how you tell your niece that she can contribute you know how do we get them to say you know what i do have something to say that's what i'm trying to uh do with my niece so I've been taking her to Kids Comic Con, so she's been going there, and she I, I prepare her like a setup and everything, so she feels more comfortable. And she's been drawing, and I have her on my Kickstarter currently with some stuff that she did as well. So like I we create stickers and stuff like that. So so she feel more like oh okay, so this is working, this is this is good. So that's what I'm trying to do with my with my niece. You know, I, I just want to say um, a couple of things just very quickly. One, great that you're encouraging her and, and letting her find uh, slowly in small steps that maybe this is something she can do just for herself. You know, just something that's that makes her feel good. She doesn't have to necessarily go into business with it and that sort of thing. But if she wants to, hey, there's a possibility. I think the other thing, too, um, for kids, because, you know, Chris's question is there are techniques that you can utilize to ostensibly protect what you create. You know, and I know that Juan, you as a, as a creative, but also as a business person, you've copywritten your work, you've tried to protect your work. So there are other steps that one can explore. If you want to put your work out there, there are ways to basically protect it. But yeah, most assuredly, the first step is to feel confident about this is this is work that I love doing, or this is something I want to show, and I'm going to put it out there so that other people can enjoy it as well. And you will find your your following, your niche, you know, just like like you did. You know, you said this wasn't out there before, 
But now you've got it out there and you've got it out there with a topic that isn't super powered and superheroes. And you've got it with a diverse uh, population of characters. And some of those characters reflect your background or reflect uh, your artist team's background. So I think this is great. Um, this says right, right now, this says this is doable. All this is doable. And all you need is some faith and some effort and some good teamwork. Yeah. And, and I mean, we see with uh, Adventures of a Sysman Men, we see here is a slice of life. Here is a life that, you know, you can see or you, you know, there's probably three to five degrees of separation. You know somebody who works with computers. Everybody knows somebody who works with computers. So it's a very um, reachable reality. Much more reachable than a thunder god with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> and yet we love that too, right? Yeah. Uh, so one of the, you know, one of the things that comes out so strongly about this is whatever life uh, young people are, are living right now, that can be a story, you know? Yeah. And uh, this team here is a living proof that your everyone's story matters and you can go about it. Um, Juan, uh, if I can ask, you have four, uh, the team has four full issues out and the fifth one you put into um, Kickstarter and it won projects we love. So it got some backing. How, how is that uh, campaign going? So yeah, it's going very good actually. So our main goal was uh, 1700. So we are almost 200% over that. That's beautiful. So, now, yeah. I'd love for you, if you can quickly to, um, give people who may not you know again we're, we're gearing this interview towards young people who are thinking and dreaming right um can you give them a sense of what kickstarter is sure so so, so kickstarter is a, is a platform platform right uh it helps you create your 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 work it helps you get the work out there it helps you make make the, your your work a reality and and a physical reality in that sense, because most yeah. of the Kickstarter is for physical books. So it helps you with the cost, obviously, because the cost is, is not, there. yeah, it's always there. So you need help with that. But it, it also allows you to involve people in, in the journey. Like when you create a Kickstarter, you, you have to like uh, make your backers part of the journey. Like you gotta go and tell them, oh, we're doing this. And because of you now we can do this a little bit more, a little bit better. And, and, and it's, a, it's a very good platform to even grow your, 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 your fan base. Your so, so it allows you to approach the population, let them know about the project you're working on or the thing you wanna create, and then ask them for their financial support you know, by donating but also by keeping them involved, they become interested in the project or the property or the book in this case, and they can become potential fans and then yeah. want to support you again and again. So this is, this is great. It's a great way of building a fan base, but also a financial support base. 
Yeah, it's, and it and it all, doesn't end on the on the campaign itself. Like when the campaign is done, you send the books. Uh, see you later. It doesn't end there. Like we, or at least I always try to send updates. Right. If I have this like a free book out there, or or if we have uh, this um, like kids comic on, I try to send the information so they are they they are aware of stuff that we are doing. So you it's keep just community, like, yes, that community base and that community feel. And in this case, it's an international community fa- base and feel because of the team that you're working with, but also because of the internet, you can reach people all over the planet. Right. Right. And again, for, for our purposes, it's another way for people to realize there is a way to get it done. You know? All right. We have last round of que- one question. for each. It's the same question for each of you. Well, we may even let Alex Simmons answer, but, you know, we'll, we'll, <laughs> if we have time, we'll throw him in at the end. We'll throw the old man a bone. You know what I'm saying? All right. So, <laughs> so we have a, a great platform, great moment here where you can speak directly uh, to young men and women, uh, African-American, Latina, Latino, um, people of color, anybody who's listening, and young people who are, might be, what would you say? What one thing would you say to encourage them to keep going and give, them, give their dreams a try? What would you say? Let's start with Juan. And then we'll go. Then we'll go to Spain for a minute. Just try and put your your work out there. You, you will never know what what could happen or what could you achieve if you don't put it out there. If you don't put the work. So just if you feel like you have something to show, show it. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid about X, Y, Z. Forget about all those. Just show it, and eventually it, it, it will it will come it will help you out more for further uh, um, goals or stuff that you have. Excellent, El Santa. What would you say to encourage someone who's thinking about you know picking up the artist's brush or telling a story? What would you say? How would you encourage them? Okay, uh, he's saying that that is that they being the lead characters of their own stories. You need to like behave like a lead character of your story. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And how? What would you add? What would you say to encourage people? I think that I will speak to young women <laughs> or girls. Maybe in in the art world and in everything, it's a little bit harder for us. But I think that if you are prepared and if you study and and I mean it, it doesn't have to be a a regular way of studying. You know, you you can watch tutorials and and read a lot and be prepared. So, because uh, we we always have to be have to be like two times prepared. Is uh, uh, <laughs> is like that. It's not going to be easy, maybe, but 
it's worth it. I mean, uh, every time that some someone tells you that you can't do anything, you prove them wrong, and you have. And um, yeah, if you're prepared, you're going to find work, and you're going to to take spaces that are not taken by by women. You know, it, in the comic world, you don't have so many girls there. So it's really important for us to work hard and to take these spaces. There are a lot of amazing men too that they want to collaborate with you and 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 to i don't know op op open you a door to 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 start to work with you i mean for me it was with santa and and with with juan it was a, a really beautiful collaboration and i never felt that i was being treating like different maybe i i felt that with with other projects but not with this so there's hope <laughs> you you can find you yeah you, you you just have to keep working and and it's going to happen for you i i i think that mm -hmm. that is the by the no no don't give up uh that is yeah. my it's two girls most Beautiful. Now we're going to just, you know, I'm obligated to go to that other guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, I, Mr. Simmons, what okay. would you say? How would you give hope, sir? Well, I, I'm going to do this in two steps. One, Juan, what would you say in your native language? Same thing, same, same instrument, but in your native tongue. So, eh, que si tienen alguna idea o, o quieren hacer algo, algún proyecto y tienen miedo, que, que se olviden de los miedos, que traten de, de sacar el proyecto a la vida y, y se lo enseñen a la otra persona. Y que traten de, de seguir trabajando y, y tratar de, de dejar los miedos a un lado. I, 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 wanted, to say, I wanted that because, um, and, and understanding that many of us come up against something hard and solid that blocks or stops or or makes us fearful about taking that next step and it starts in childhood sometimes when an adult tells you you know shut up stop asking so many questions uh don't bother me you're never going to make it any of those things that maybe the adult is well-meaning but life has smacked them around a bit life has been hard has maybe taught them some very uh, upsetting lessons and some very nasty experiences. And so they've, they're either trying to protect you or they're trying to, they've given up. And, and that does happen. But really a child's job, a young person's job is to dream, is to imagine possibilities beyond what they know at that time. Your, your gig is to imagine what you want to be, figure out some way to get the information you need to start working towards it and to go for it and our job is to help you obtain that to get there so every step that juan's made or chris has made or i've made or this wonderful couple in spain have made has paved a little bit of the road for the rest of you coming up behind us and at a certain point you're allowed 
to, to do as well and better than us. And we will be supportive of that. So right now, the only thing that I would add to that is, as everyone else has said, you know, have your dreams, have your visions, imagine possibilities, tap us on the shoulder to find out, how do I get there? How do I do this? Listen to some information, some support, and then go for it. And go for it with everything you've got. And we'll, we'll back you up as best we can. And tell your story. Tell your damn story. <laughs> That's it. No matter Imagine where you're from. Right? System admin is just originally, uh, uh, you know, an original story. And you can tell yours as well. I'd like to thank everybody for participating in this interview. Uh, usually Alex wraps this up and he may still because he's Alex. Uh, <laughs> but Juan, it's always, always uh, an honor to talk to you. Uh, Santa Pandela, it was a privilege to meet you from across a great ocean and to have uh, the pleasure of your company. And I hope that uh, some people listened and um, got inspired because I'm inspired by all of you. So thank you very much. Here, here. And I'll just say, Chris, thank you uh, for uh, once more taking the helm and being the great interviewer that you are. Juan, it's always a joy. And um, I'm also very proud and happy to watch not only what you've accomplished, but to watch you do that with your family, you know, because that's, that's always just so much fun and including introducing your niece to us. Uh, I hope to see more of her and her work as, as time progresses. And, and Santa and Candela, did I do it? Yeah, okay, thank you, thank you. I'm hoping this is the beginning of a great relationship because, you know, again, once, once created the community um, I'd like us all to, you know, remain part of that. So please, please, please stay in touch and we'll do likewise and really enjoying your work. So please keep at it. And everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, hope you get something out of this. And if you don't, we, you know, I'll find you. <laughs> so, Go tell your stories. Go tell, yes, your stories. tell your stories. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you.